Hello, hello, my magical friends. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is Annika with Witchful Ways. So today is Monday, November 30th. So that means a couple things going on. We are the Monday past Thanksgiving for those that celebrate it. We are on Cyber Monday for those of us that shop the online sales. We're headed into the holiday season for those of us that celebrate Yule and or Christmas and whatever other holidays that you celebrate. We are on a full moon peak time frame in our cycle, and we are also experiencing a lunar eclipse this evening. So there's a whole lot of energy that's going on for personal as well as universal and societal, right? There's there's just stuff that's going on. So I'm going to talk about some easy ways that, because I'm all about ease, you know that, right? So first off, let's say, let me say that your craft is yours and yours alone. So that means if you don't feel like you connect with the full moon phase, if you go, eh, yeah, it's pretty, but I don't really connect with it. Like I don't feel anything from it. Then don't push yourself to connect to it. Don't go, you know what? It's a full moon, so I have to do something right? Like don't push yourself to do it. Allow your your practice to organically grow so that you understand how you do connect with cycles because that's what makes you powerful. Now, if you do appreciate the full moon and you want to do your rituals, then by all means, you can do your rituals, spell casting and bell ringing, right? And bring in that energy to you um, that the moon is sending out that those energies of um abundance those energies of power those energies of empowerment those energies of bringing things to light so a lot of times underneath a full moon there's a bit of introspection not as much as what happens on the dark moon phase where you really turn inward to do that shadow work for some of us again, but the full moon phase for a lot of us is is kind of bringing, th- right? It brings the dark to light is what's happening. So when you sit there and you go, okay, what do I need to do? What do I want to accomplish? And what do I need to do to accomplish that? Some of us will do that on the dark moon. A lot of us will do that on the full moon because it's part of our ritual. It's a part of our thinking process as witches, right? We look at that full moon and it's uh, contemplation and wonder and it's so bright that it allows us to have a different perspective and a way of seeing things in a more enlightened way, right? For a lot of us. Again, not everyone and what you do is, is absolutely perfect for you. So one of the things that I always invite people to do under the full moon is to charge and cleanse items if you feel that your items need that and that you connect with this phase. So you can do that by setting them out underneath um, the moonlight, whether that is on a windowsill inside your home that you can see the moon through or whether that is outside on the lawn or on your picnic table or on the front porch or wherever it is that that can soak up those full moon rays. Remember that even if you are on an overcast evening and you can't see the moon and the moon's not out just at night, but if you can't see the moon, 
you're still getting the benefit of the moon rays, just as the same way that you can get sunburn on an overcast day from the sunshine coming through the overcast clouds, right? The moonshine still comes through and hits your items to be able to recharge and um, cleanse them. So you can just simply set them out. The other thing that a lot of people like to do is to um, place them on the ground. This is great as long as you remember where you place them, right? I've had more than one person come up to me and say, I lost my favorite one because I put it over there and it was gone. Or I put it there and I thought I put it there, but I can't remember exactly where it's at. I went back there and it's not there. I went to dig it up and it's not there. So when you set crystals out and you don't keep an eye on them, one, some crystals will actually move on their own. It's not like they're going to get up and walk down the street, but they can move a distance on their own and they can actually burrow into ground. So there's that. Two, critters like shiny things too, (laughs) right? So if you have raccoons, uh, especially raccoons, but if you have uh, animals and wildlife that are around, you never know if they may come over and pick it up and walk it three feet away and drop it. And you're looking in the totally wrong area for your favorite crystal, right? And some of our stones and crystals that we have are small. They're pocket stones and things like that. So they can be lost. So I always invite you to put down a piece of cloth. I prefer cotton myself because I know that that's natural and that it's not going to be an energy barrier. So put down the piece of cotton, put my crystals or whatever it is on top of it and leave it. I don't leave my stuff out all night long. You don't have to leave it out overnight, right? I put it out there a couple hours before I go to bed, come and bring it back in. The other thing that you can do is you can bring the outside indoors. So how do you do that? You take a, excuse the birds in the background, (laughs) you take a potted plant or you take a plant pot, not with a plant in it. You take a pot that you would, you know, plant a flower in or whatever, plant in, and you put dirt from outside into that pot. You bring that into your home, you place that on the sill wherever the moon would be able to be seen through, and you bury your items into that. You guarantee you're not going to lose them that way. You still get the benefit of moon cleansing and recharging, and you get the benefit of earth grounding and cleansing all at the same time. So that's an amazing thing. Now, you have to keep in mind that once you've used that pot of dirt, that dirt needs to be returned to earth. You don't use it again for anything else. You don't use a plant, right? You don't just stick your crystals into a plant to be cleansed and charged because your plant is going to take up that negativity that is then seeped, for lack of better terms, into the to the soil, the dirt. So we take a separate potted plant pot, a separate pot or dish or cup or mug or whatever it is with dirt in it. And then we return that dirt to the earth to allow the universal flow and Mother Earth, right, to be able to to remove and transmute that energy and use it in the best way to serve the higher good of all. So the other thing is that you can ground yourself with dirt the same way. How awesome is that? So for those of us that are in areas that don't have access to a front yard or a backyard, maybe you live in the city 
above a business in the middle of downtown area. I don't know <laughs> that you don't have access to, to that. You can actually in your ritual or in your self care, whenever you decide to do that, again, doesn't have to be under the full moon, but you can choose to ground yourself and release negativity in the same way you would collect dirt from outdoors Put it into a vessel of your choice, right? Whether that's a jar or whatever it is, then you're going to place your hand, fingertips, into that pot as you visualize that energy being exchanged for you, right? Being that that negative energy and things that are no longer serving you are seeped into the dirt and from the dirt comes all the goodness and the cleansed energy back to you, right? Then you're going to release that dirt back to earth. Now, the other thing that I've noticed people doing recently, which I thought was amazing when somebody shared this with me, was they collect their dirt, but then when they come inside, they put... um newspaper down. And actually this person used like a puppy pad because they happen to have a puppy, but, and they spread the dirt out over that and actually place your feet on it. They stood on that dirt in their home doing their ritual under the full moon or for the full moon. And they had that sense of earthing and grounding and cleansing within the entire aspect of it. How amazing is that, right? So that goes to show us just how versatile and how out of the box we can be thinking about how we can get certain things done and totally making it your own, right? Like who would have thought to bring, well, obviously people think about it, but to bring dirt in and to incorporate standing on it that way, barefooted, while you're doing your candle lighting ritual for the full moon, to to incorporate all elements, to incorporate all feelings, to incorporate that really great connection that you have to creating your own practice. Amazeballs. That, saying that, totally dated myself. But, so that's what I invite you to do underneath this full moon is one, if you connect with it, then do something with it. Even if it's as simple as lighting a birthday candle and requesting abundance or peace or tranquility or whatever it is to yourself and or society or earth or the world, right? You're still being very powerful in that moment because you're using your personal connections. You're using your emotional um, uprising right? The feelings of emotion that come up for you, you're using that in your spell crafting. And that is where the power comes from. It has to come from within you. It doesn't come from the tools that you use. It doesn't come from the words that you say. It doesn't come from any of that. You have to have an emotional connection to what you are performing. So finding new and exciting ways to mold your practice, especially in these times where we all kind of have to be hermits to an extent, right? A lot of us are indoors um, and with the COVID-19 pandemic going on, there's not a whole lot of socialization going on. So learning how to incorporate all the different aspects that you would normally have, if you're not going to go do your ritual in the park that you normally do per se, or for example, you can bring part of that park into your home with you.
right? So that's amazing. So the lunar eclipse, what does that have to do with the energy of the full moon? Again, personal preference. You're going to see people, you will literally see people arguing online in the Facebook groups on whether or not they should be working with the lunar eclipse full moon energy or not doing anything because it's chaos magic and it's going to ruin everything that you try and do, right? Like (laughs) there's a whole lot of different aspects to it. I personally feel that the lunar eclipse on a full moon um, brings me energies of bringing things to light, right? Even though the full moon energy for me does that anyway, because it's so bright and illuminating, right? But when we have an eclipse, it's kind of like all of that in one phase. It's kind of like we get the dark moon and the full moon energies all in one night. And that's very powerful. So I like to collect moon water or create moon water during a full moon with a lunar eclipse because I tend to use a lot of that in my spell crafting throughout the rest of the year. Because you do have those bringing things to light. You do have transformation very quickly, right? You're getting a total transformation and the look and feel and energy of the moon very quickly when you have a lunar eclipse. So I bring that trait, those attributes into my spell crafting when I'm using the full moon lunar water within my spells throughout the entire rest of the year. So again, if you're collecting moon water, if you're creating moon water, it's simply putting out your vessel, uh, open top, glass jars, whatever it is, and then you're going to store that, making sure that you, uh, and just leaving it out over the moon, under the moon, I'm sorry. And then you're going to want to put a couple drops of rubbing alcohol or vodka into your mix, your moon water, so that uh, you don't get bugs growing and stuff in it, right? For bacteria doesn't grow and stuff in it because it's going to be stored for future use. I never suggest drinking it when you've added things to it. I mean, okay. (laughs) So hopefully those give you some ideas for what's going on. Um, The energy and spirit messages that are coming through, it's all December we're moving into is very introspective. It's very planning, but although it always is, right? But it's very planning. It's very, let's get down to the basics and the essentials. Now you realize what you don't need, but recognize what you want in your life. And that's what 2020 has been for us, right? We recognize all the things that we don't really need and we realize the things that we want. What's very important to you? And that's what you work towards bringing into 2021. I think a lot of us are going to be happy to see 2020 remove itself from our timeline. Um, But there's still changes that are happening from it. We're going to be feeling it for a while. So getting comfortable with yourself, your personal craft, making sure that uh, you are connecting to your cycles and your flow and your ingredients and your practice overall, making sure that you're connected to it emotionally. You're doing it for the reasons that make you feel that you want to do it, not just because I'm a witch and I should be doing it. 
right? Make sure that you're over in the Witches Living a Magical Life group because we are on witchcraft for a year. And month two is coming up this week, the first week in December as well. So a lot of amazing people in there too. So I hope to see you in that group. Otherwise, have a wonderfully magical rest of your day and full moon evening.